Well, welcome to Guerrilla Discipleship. Uh, my name is Kevin Baker, and it's good to have you with us again this week. I thought this week we would just do a, a top 10 list. It's really, I guess, and in some ways not a top 10 list, but I thought it'd be great to just offer 10 simple things that you and I can do today to become a disciple maker, to move forward. Uh, the truth is, for many of us in the church, we've been churchgoers. We've been um, actively involved in the church, but we've not been disciple makers. And that's what Jesus called us to do, to go into all the world and make disciples. And so moving from where we've been as just people who go to church, uh, good church people, to actually beginning to obey Jesus and becoming a disciple maker frightens a lot of us. Uh, we're not sure where to start. We're not sure how to, to move into that. So I'm just going to give you 10 simple things uh, you can do any one of these things, and they that will begin to get you to a place where God can use you and uh, and will use you as a disciple maker. So let's just go. Here's our here's our top ten. First of all, uh, it, it really has to do with prayer. So I'm going to offer create a prayer calendar. This is not a new idea, and here's what a prayer calendar would look like. Uh, you can do it a variety of ways. You can begin to reach out to. Um, 30 of your friends who you know are far from God and just say, hey, I want to pray for you. I'm praying for you every day and uh, and text them the day before you're going to pray. So you just take a calendar, you list 30 days out. Um, and and on day one, you know, your friend Jim uh, that you know is, is far from God, or at least you think is far from God. And so you reach out to Jim and you say uh, on the day before you're going to pray for him, you say you text Jim and you say, Jim, I'm going to pray for you tomorrow. You know, I've been praying for you every month. Uh, what can I pray for? You're, all you're doing is blessing your friends and, uh, and co-workers, family members. This can be anybody. But you're also opening the door for God to start something great there. It will begin maybe a conversation about, hey, why are you praying for me? Or what are you doing? Or man, thank you so much. I've never had somebody pray for me before. Uh, and if nothing else, uh, God's going to move in response to your prayers and open the doors of their heart, and maybe some opportunities for them. So uh, get 30 people that you know. Um, you could be praying for people that do know the Lord and, and, and asking God to increase their ability to be disciple makers. There's another way you can use that. Uh, or, or it can be all 30 people that you know are far from God. And then uh, on prayer again, another thing, number two, is that invite some friends to begin to pray with you every week just about disciple making. So all it takes is two or three people. You could use Zoom. Uh, you could do this at, at uh, coffee time or, or lunch time at work. Just say, hey, could would you pray for half an hour with me? It, it doesn't take long. I tell you what, as you begin to do this, you will realize 30 minutes is not long enough. But all it would be is maybe gathering together, uh, reading one scripture verse or, or a little passage of scripture uh, spending some time thanking God for who he is and then praying, maybe just bringing those friends that you're uh, texting and family members that don't know the Lord and, and, and everybody brings their list and you just pray every week. So it would be just joining together with other people. That's step number two, join together with some other friends to pray about disciple making. Then number three, learn three stories that you could share in two minutes, three Bible stories. So for instance, you could learn the the story of the woman at the well where Jesus met. You want to have these Bible stories or Jesus healing the paralyzed man um, because these stories are going to become critical as you have conversations with people. So 
uh, any of these stories. Just just learn them so that you could retell them in two minutes. You don't have to get every detail right, but you want to be able to say to to maybe people who are just uh, you're beginning to have spiritual conversations with, or you're beginning to to hope to have spiritual conversations with, when the time comes up to say, could I just share a story with you? Most people are open to a two-minute story. And if you share a two-minute story uh, out of the Bible in an engaging way at the right moment, often people will say, man, that's amazing. Where did you get that? Or, man, I'd love to know more stories like that. And you can say, well, let's discover that together. And that may lead to some greater things. So just get three stories in your heart that you could repeat. Just rehearse them that you could repeat in two minutes as a way to begin to start conversations. Number four, find a need in, in one of your neighbor's life or somewhere in the neighborhood uh, to, to basically serve your neighbors. Maybe you find uh, that a neighbor, one of the neighbors has, has been through surgery and just taking their trash up and down is, is actually not a possibility for them right now. Go over there and basically say to them, could I take your trash down while you're recovering? I'm happy to do that. I'll bring the, the bags, or the cans down. I'll bring them back up. You're recycling, whatever. Something as simple as that. And when they talk to you about, wow, how nice you are, make that an opportunity or use that as an opportunity to tell them, no, it's not about me being nice. It's just that God keeps inviting me to serve others and see if that starts a spiritual conversation. And if nothing happens more than you serving your neighbors, then you've blessed your neighbors, right? So just find a need, find one need that you could serve. You probably know of a need already in your community or in your workplace. Number five, invite some of your friends that you feel comfortable enough to, uh, to do this with. Invite them into a discovery Bible study. Maybe you're on a, a, a ball league or something and you've got folks and maybe they've been talking to you about some of the issues they're struggling with, their marriages are struggling. And just say, would you like to, to study or discover what God's word has to say about marriage? Or would you like to discover what God's word has to say about hope if they're really feeling hopeless given what's going on in the world? Just invite them. Now, remember, all you're doing is inviting. You're not going to be hurt if they say no. But they will never say yes if they're never invited. And I know there's a lot of fear about this, but how bad can it be? And I trust me on this. No one's going to be angry with you for just an invitation. Would you like to discover what the Bible has to say about? Uh, that's it. Just, just make a commitment. I'm going to invite, maybe just invite one friend uh, for the next, each week for the next six weeks. That You'll have invited six friends. If you get six no's, You've done all that God could have asked you to do. If you get six yeses, oh my goodness, you are in disciple-making mode in a way you never thought that you would be. Number six, take up a fun hobby or join a club, something you've been wanting to do that helps you connect with people outside of the church, outside of your Christian uh, format. Just join where you can begin to develop relationships over something that you would enjoy anyway with people who are far from God. Because as you develop a relationship with them, then God gives you will give you an opportunity to begin some conversations and just uh, in maybe inviting them into a discovery Bible study or inviting them into something else. But you're never going to get there unless you and I build relationships with people Many of us, many of us have, have no relationship, no substantial relationship with people outside of church relationships or Christian relationships. Let's start relationships with people who are far from God 
and uh, and not just for the purpose of of inviting them in, but for genuine relationship. But disciple making happens out in the world where people are far from God. If we're not connected to them, then we can never be a disciple maker. So let's let's begin to have a new hobby, a new activity, a new club in our lives. Number seven, commit to reading the Bible every week, at least one passage of the Bible every week, and act in obedience to what you read there. One action of obedience. So in other words, what would your life look like at the end of a year, 52 weeks, if if every week you read a passage of scripture, came to the place of saying, what's the one thing that I'll do out of reading this? One active thing I can do, one, one new action of obedience that God's inviting me to. Just think if you took 52 steps of obedience, new steps of obedience every year, how different your life would be. That's it. Just one act of obedience every single week. That's it. Wow. Number eight, get gas at the same station every time you need gas in your car and go inside to pay. Now you're thinking, what in the world does that have to do with disciple making? Well, most of us these days pay at the pump and we never see anybody. But look, if you go to the same gas station, we need gas every on a regular basis, right? Many of us get gas maybe once a week and you're going to the same place and you're going inside, you're seeing maybe the same clerk, maybe you can go even try and figure out how to go at the same time. You're gonna see the same person working in that and there's an opportunity for conversation, an opportunity to get their name, to say hi to them, say, hey, good to see you again, uh, Joe, this week, good to see you again, uh, Jane, this week, whatever it is, and who knows how that simple act might lead to the place where you could pray for them, where you can uh, begin to develop a relationship with them. So just commit to getting gas at the same place. I know many of us shop for gas, right? We shop for gas uh, because we want to save one penny a gallon. Uh, maybe over the, the, the whole of our filling up our tank, that might be 20 cents. We don't shop that way. It's kind of crazy how we do that for gas, right? We don't do that for milk. If milk is 20 cents up at a store, we go, okay, well, fine, I'll just get milk. So just commit to a gas station. Make it the cheapest gas station. Even better, make it a gas station in your community or in a community that you have connections to or that you want God to give you connections to and see what God does there. Just uh, just a simple way to do that. Remember, though, you got to go inside to pay so that you can meet the people each time you get gas. Number nine, learn the name of everybody who serves you when you go out to eat at a restaurant. Just ask the server. If they don't tell you, ask the server their name. Now, if you, at the very least, pray for your meal and include them in your prayer by name. Thank you, God, for Sherry, who's serving me today. Would you bless her life? You're not doing, they may never hear it, but you've actually prayed for one person that you didn't know and watch what God might do. If you're bold enough, I'll give you a, a 9A on this. If you're bold enough, at some point, just say to your server, hey, I usually pray for my meal. Is there anything I can pray for you for today and see what happens? Most people are actually honored and blessed to be asked if they can be prayed for. Just make it a, a, a commitment that every time you go out, Pray, get the name and pray for the server who serves you. Number 10, invite your kids 
to do a discovery Bible study with you. I'll bet there are lots of us who have not yet invited our kids. We're afraid to invite our kids, right? Um, and I mean, this is kids uh, of any age right now. If they're toddlers, that, that might be hard. But if they're in first grade, hey, kids, at dinner tonight, let's do a discovery Bible study. Do it once or twice, even if your kids are away from home, even if they're grown and married. Call them and say, you know, I've been wondering, would you be willing to discover what the Bible has to say about a subject? Would you do it with me? Just invite them. Again, if they say no, they're your kids. They're not going to be upset with you. And by the way, a discovery Bible study with your kids is not you telling them what they should believe. They may be tired of you telling them what to believe. They may be shocked to find that you're willing to look at the Bible with them and just ask questions. That's all you're going to do. You're going to be the question asker. You're going to just say, wow, what does this passage tell us about God? What does it tell us about people? You're not going to preach to them. That You are going to not tell them what it says. You're not going to preach to them. You're not going to tell them how they're not living right. You're just going to spend some time with your kids discovering God's truth together and be amazed at it as you go. Those are 10 simple things. Just pick one of them this week. If you're adventurous too, to begin right now so that you can allow God to form you in, to make you in to a disciple maker. It's the greatest adventure you'll ever, ever go on with God. Because Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, when he said, when he gave us the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything he had commanded him, the very next statement, the very next statement was this. Jesus said, and I will be with you always. Listen, this is not an adventure Jesus will ever leave you alone in. Each one of these steps, Jesus will join you in. You'll begin to feel God's presence in ways that you've never felt his presence before. This is an amazing adventure. Take one of these 10, see what God does as you practice it over the next 30 days. Oh my goodness, God is going to unfold and open the kingdom of God to you in amazing ways. Thanks so much for being a part of Guerrilla Discipleship and for being a part of the top 10 today. Uh, we'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you.